Today is August the 6th. Can we really become like Jesus? Let's find out together as we study the New Testament. Just reviewing again, we've been looking at all of Jesus' commands. We've summarized them in five meta-commands. Be saved, share the gospel, become like Jesus, behave like Jesus, and then grow in community. But what about this become like Jesus? We've talked a lot about Jesus' character, about his nature. Can we really think that we can become like Jesus, that we can in some way, shape, or form acquire his character? Well, in the New Testament, not so much in Jesus' words, but afterward, we seem to get that impression. In the book of Galatians, for example, as Paul writes the Galatian church in chapter 4, verse 19, Kind of in an aside, Paul says, Oh, my dear children, I fear as I'm going through labor pains for you again. They will continue until Christ is fully developed in your lives. Until Christ is fully developed in you. Now that's interesting. Paul seems to think that in some way the Galatians can develop a Christ-like character. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul is talking about the authority of the Old Testament, about everything that we've received, and then God has given us a new covenant. So in 2 Corinthians... Uh, chapter, actually chapter 3, starting to read in verse 16. Whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. For all of us who've had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, one of the verses that we uh, sometimes even memorize, that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. But we don't read what comes next. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. God's purpose in allowing things to work together for our good, the ultimate good that God wants to see, is that Christ be formed in us. The book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. 
Paul says this to the Colossian church. Don't lie to each other, for you've stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked desires. Put on your new nature. Be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. That Creator is Christ, as Paul said in the first chapter of Colossians. We are to become like Him. In verse 11, Paul goes on, in this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, if you're circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric or uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters. He lives in all of us. Then finally, um, Leaving Paul, moving on to Peter in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses uh, 3 and 4. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We've received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Peter also seemed to think that we could share God's nature. Now, all of Scripture points to this. God wants us to become like him. Again, he wants us to live like Jesus lived, to love like Jesus loved, and to go like Jesus went. If he commands us to do that, there must be, at least at some level, a capacity for us to be able to obey that command. Become like Jesus. That's a tall order. I'm not pretending that it's not, but it is something that we should seek, seek to become like him today. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. We'll see you on Sunday.